The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and his brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared with them, conversing. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, we will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So about 20 years ago, a long time ago, I went on a whale watch. It was in the fall, it was cold and choppy. So we were inside, about, just about 12 of us went on this venture. We were inside the cabin drinking hot chocolate and reading the uh, brochure that the captain gave us on Save the Whale. After about an hour of full steam ahead to nowhere, the captain gets on the, the speaker and says, there she blows at three o'clock. So we all scurry out to the, to the deck, and sure enough, there was a whale. Naturally, the captain was really happy, happy about that because we were guaranteed to see a whale, otherwise we get our money back. And then the captain says, oh, this is hurricane. We can tell hurricane, the whale, because it has a marking, a swirl marking, underneath his belly. And so we call the, this particular fish hurricane. And we know that hurricane has been uh, gaining a few pounds. She's a female, and we think that uh, she's four months pregnant. Also, we don't want to get the boat too close to Hurricane because she's a little bit shy. Then after he said all of this about Hurricane, then he went on this uh, speech and this uh, lecture on why we should uh, save the whale. Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, hold it. This is a fish. This is a fish in the middle of the ocean, a mile, miles away from shore. And uh, does this fish have any idea that there's a captain on a boat that knows its personality, knows its weight, and uh, is on a campaign to save its life. And I realized that it must be possible for God to know a nobody like me and my personality and be on a campaign to save my life through his resurrection. You know, in the ancient world, people thought that God was only interested in big and important things like the universe. You know, making sure that the stars were all fixed in the right place and that the, the planets didn't bounce off of each other. 
He would, God wasn't interested and concerned about little things like our petty problems and our worries. So they called, that's why the reason why they called him the God of the universe. And then other people said that God isn't concerned about us, a little people, nobodies. God is more concerned about powers and superpowers and the governance of power and, and, and politics and important people like uh, world leaders. And that's why we call him the God of the nations. So then when Moses met God, Moses says, what is your name? And God didn't say to Moses, I am the God of the universe. He didn't say, I am the God of the nations. He said, I am the God of Abraham. Abraham? Abraham? Do you know who Abraham is? He's from Ur. Where? That's right, Ur. Well, nobody knows where Ur is. He's a wandering nomad, uneducated, doesn't have homeless, wanderer. And then God said after that, I am the God of Jacob. Jacob. Do you know who Jacob is? Jacob stole his brother's birthright. Not a very nice guy. But even a flawed person is important to God. A wife came up to me once and said, uh, Father, my husband and I have been trying to have a baby for a long time. Can you say a prayer? So I said a prayer, and well, they had a baby. So actually, Bob had to show me the baby. She was so happy. So as soon as I saw the baby, I started laughing out loud because the baby had these fat baby cheeks, and when it smiled, it had these big dimples. So I started to laugh, and Mom said, you know something, I never knew it was possible for a human being to love another one so much. And I thought to myself, I wonder if this little baby, this miracle child, has any clue how much it's needed, how much this priest wanted, how much this person is loved. Any clue. So there's Jesus, uh, he's in a synagogue on the Sabbath. And a woman is there who's hunched over for 18 years. 18 years hunched back. 18 years not able to hold a baby. 18 years not able to have a job. 18 years of not being significant in society. 18 years of suffering and not able to sleep well at night. And so the synagogue leader is thinking, gee, I hope he doesn't cure her on the Sabbath. But let's say the synagogue leader is walking up to the front to do whatever he does in the synagogue, and he slips and he falls, and he lands on his arm and he breaks it. Oh, my arm! And then Jesus comes over to him. Do you think the synagogue leader is going to say, Stop, Jesus, do not cure me on the Sabbath. That is not right. I don't think so. No, I think that what the, what the synagogue leader is going to say, Hey, well, hold it, everybody. It's okay if Jesus cures me because there is a loophole in the law. And the loophole is this, that, he can, he, that God can help somebody on the Sabbath that is important, somebody that is going to be in his service, an instrument of God as a synagogue leader is. Somebody important can be cured on the Sabbath. There are loopholes. So Jesus turns to the synagogue leader who's having these kind of thoughts, and how dare he cure somebody on the Sabbath, and he says, this daughter of Abraham. Abraham... That's, that's bigger than a synagogue leader. That's huge. That's bigger than a queen. To be the, the daughter of Abraham makes her very, very important to God. 
I think we spend most of our time doubting whether God even cares. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the one, the whale that has no idea that somebody's on a campaign to save its life. I don't want to be that child that has no clue how much it's really loved. I want to be that person that is convinced that I am special, that I am important, because when I know that, that's when I can be at my best. God's message today is that he's the God of you. That means you are very important. Live up to that standard.